Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And we're recording. It's the delay. It's the delay from start recording to then suddenly it's eight, we're eight seconds in and eight seconds of silence. Me and you just looking at each other, wait, waiting for the recording side to come up. Um, I'm not watching it at the same time as recording it this time because I've literally just finished watching. We're talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Literally just finished watching episode four. I watched half of it last night and I watched the other half this morning and the reason I broke it up is because I put the first half of it quite late last night and it was just so intense (laughs) it's like so this is the big thing from I mean okay we're going in a different direction now this is a big thing this was a really serious episode like intense episode so I got like 15 20 minutes in and I'm like I need to relax before going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, right. <laughs> the tone of this, I can see, is going to a, going to a place where I, it's, it's going to like leave me lying in bed, just really tense. Like, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> just need to watch some Care Bears or something afterwards to just bring yourself yeah, down, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I switched. I was like, I'm doing the rest of this in the morning, and I'm just putting my favourite show of the month at the moment of the past couple of months, Superstore, on. Oh, yeah. um, to kind of just chill me out, chill me down. I nearly popped WrestleMania on because uh, it was part one of WrestleMania last night. Um, they're doing it in a stadium for like the first time in front of real people for a long time. But um, that started at 1am UK time. So no yeah, chance saw, of that. I saw a lot of <laughs> tweets about it, um, but I can't imagine that would have you know chilled you out anymore before bed either so <laughs> yeah no um, not at all so what where are you sitting after this episode how many times have you watched it um so i mean i've i've watched it i watched it once yesterday and i kind of gave a few of the clips a little uh look at this morning as well just kind of looking at some of the the parts and i read a couple of articles about it and um yeah i mean it's uh you know, I, from this episode, I felt there was like kind of one burning question, which I wanted to, you know, ask you, which is, Ben, would you take the serum? <laughs> I, you see, I, I've thought about this and I was <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a general thought that people have. Oh, of course, you know. I, I feel people's transition from like not having the serum to having the serum is too quick on understanding how to deal with life being now super like wouldn't you feel like oh i'm just gonna have some peanut butter on toast and just crush the jar (laughs) (laughs) i would be too scared to do anything (laughs) in feeling like do do i apply the same pressure that i applied normally or will will that pressure be 10 times more or does it mean that you apply a pressure to something and when you i don't know let's give an example when you're like if you're like pushing something you understand your strength so yeah. you know what is your full push 
compared to like just like trying to glide something along. So is it something that when you put in your full push, you then have, oh, I've got at least 80% more than I did beforehand? Or is it the fact you put in your full push and whatever you're pushing goes like halfway across a field? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you know, when you start off, that there'll be a lot of that, you know, where you're you know, slamming car doors and stuff and then, all, you know, the windows shatter or something and, you know, um, taking the frames off other, you know, when you're kind of slamming the door when you get home and things like that, just taking off its hinges. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, definitely something that, um, you know, there's a, an adjustment period. But, I mean, uh, you know, with uh, good old John Walker, there doesn't seem to be much of one in this episode anyway. Um, kind of go straight into it. it, it it's quite funny because it almost feels like he, he, you know, we'd been asking whether he'd taken it before. And clearly now we get the answer that he hasn't been, which is, mm-hmm. you know, and He's so you know the level of his own strength and like his ability is actually quite impressive. You know the fact that he doesn't have it um, because I kind of assumed that he had some version of it or something. Because I mean, ultimately, you know, he's Captain America, and with all the threats that they faced over, you know, the last ten, fifteen, twenty years. Well, I mean, actually going back to Hydra in World War Two, really. Um, I mean, <laughs> if I was Captain America. Yeah, you know, I'd probably take it just because of like knowing what sort of thing I can come up against in the future. The yeah. strength would be like handy, and and you know, as we see, you know, with with Battlestar in this episode, I mean, there are prices to pay in terms and limitations. You know, um, when you come up against someone with like superpowers, so yeah, I, you know, I'm not surprised. It's interesting that they paint it as such a like moral quandary, um, which it is obviously because of how it exaggerates people's emotions as well but you know when you're you know facing up you know against was it androids aliens and wizards or yeah. sorcerers um <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah you want a bit of extra strength you know when, when a you know when a wizard's picking up a car and throwing at you i mean you want to be able to deflect it or something so otherwise yeah. they'd be burning through those captain americas at a very quick rate <laughs> exactly you know like it, it's um yeah, it's just quite a funny thing that like you know, that they're kind of creating this hero who has a you know vibranium shield, which is the rarest metal on earth. But um, the idea of giving him a serum is like so preposterous when actually like he is going to be coming up against you know some pretty intensive threats, you know, from Earth and otherwise. So yeah, I don't know. I, I find it funny. I mean, it, but it's it's an interesting point. I mean, you know, uh, I I think you know. Um, that's what a lot of this series is kind of boiling down to um, these kind of moral questions about like having these abilities and not, and the types of characters who should have them, um, you know, uh, from winter soldier to like Carly Morgan, Morgenthau. I mean, um, it, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's a, you know, it's an interesting point, but yeah, as I said, you know, I mean, if I was captain America with the, with the, the stuff you're dealing with on a day to day basis, I would just drink it and just be like, well, you know, that's done. Let's carry on now. <laughs> Let, you know, let's not get my, my face broken every time I get into a fight. You know, it's uh, yeah. just just catching the shield alone when it's like coming back. But always to me feels like a normal person. You would go with the shield when it yeah. came back. <laughs> exactly. Like, take off your arm, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, it always. So I've always been a fan a lot of people end up going that they always like the villain because the villain is the more interesting character. 
that that's kind of all, a, a majority of the way it always sways like the villains always got the better backstory or whatever the hero's just the hero they're the they're never seen as the more exciting character but yeah. to me it's always been like why or i've always loved the heroes because the hero it's the hardest thing to possibly be because especially in superhero world because they have the strength it's like it's the easiest thing in the world for them to be bad because yeah. they can just like you can just right i'm just going to be i'm just going to abuse my power in any way whatsoever it's really easy to do but to keep i think this is what makes captain america the steve rogers the captain america side so of a different level because to continually be the hero in the most craziest of conditions and the decisions he has to make along the way to keep his integrity and that of the people he's fighting for and the people he's protecting and all that that's like such a tall order i think for for anybody to be put in because they're put in situations which are so extraordinary so to stay the hero in those situations is quite so that's why i'm always always massively cheering and loving the hero like i'm one of those guys who when you watch uh dc because loads of people love the joker i'm so happy for batman to beat the joker up and put the joker in prison every single time i'm like i don't care about the joker he should go in prison <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's get this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting it's interesting you say that because from a hero's point of view you know once they do something bad that's like a permanent stain and yeah and that's always, you know, the the start of their descent in a way, you know. Whereas with a villain, as soon as they do something which is not bad or like redeeming, it's like, oh, and he's not a, the, the you know the terrible person he's been in, you know, the, the films we've seen him in, in before. Um, so it's like, yeah, much easier for like villains to redeem themselves than rather than you know heroes to um, always be the moral good, um, which is why I think Steve Rogers was like, you know, kind of, you know. It, it, in terms of you know the perfect guy for Captain America because he was so morally driven with you know every decision he made, but then of course you know th- those always like you know those that actually end up you know fight, you know backfiring on him and the and the Avengers in general as well. So it's um you know, it, it always you know I mean it it's interesting with shows like this and and the way that they're addressing I think here um, that it's not so clear cut that you know the whole idea of morality and and. Really, it's about perspective and where, where you're coming from, you know, and, and because especially with the way that they're starting to, well, with the way that they've laid out the flag smashers and Carly and stuff, um, but particularly Carly in this episode, you know, I mean, you get the idea that she's not really, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, like, ultimately, she wants the blip back. So she's kind of a genocidal maniac, but she's doing it for reasons because, you know, it's, which are kind of justifiable in a way that, you know, it's because people have been forgotten and, and you know, there's these kind of powers at play, which are making decisions for, you know, mass numbers of people, which are very kind of undesirable. And um, so, you know, you can, you, you, it's all about the perspective, you know, and then, and then you get like Zemo, who's there kind of, you know, always known as the villain and done terrible things, but the more he kind of helps, the more you're like, well, and also his kind of crusade as well uh, against super soldiers and, and, you know, and he kind of talks about, you know, how he links it with essentially like, you know, with Nazi ideology and that, you know, once you're kind of on that path that 
you'll always be on that path. And again, interesting insight because you can't fault him for it. You know, even, you know, anyone who wants to do good, you know, once they are stronger than someone else, they can always make that person do whatever they want, really. So it's, uh, yeah, having that, that threat of power is, um, is an interesting one. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, um, yeah, there's a lot of kind of morality player, you know, in this episode in particular, I found. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, it's, um, I'm not entirely sure what to make of it because it, it does feel, you know, at, at this point, I should say, um, because I also feel there are, there are other powers at play in the series that we haven't quite seen yet. Like this, um, you know, the GRC, the Global um, yeah. Recommission Committee or, or the Global Repatriation. Well, I can't remember what it exactly was, but the GRC. Um, we've heard they're a lot almost, about them. They're almost like, they're not a, they're not a, um, they're not a Hydra. They're not a shit. They're like this, like, uh, they sit there painted at this, like, murky in-between. Yeah, aren't they? The yeah. you know, the, there's like authority there. Not really too sure what the authority is, yeah. but the adverts are very like we are here to help. And then the clips we see is like SWAT teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It feels all a bit, um, you know, uh, authoritarian utopia kind of uh, feeling from them. And you know, we've heard a lot about them, and they seem to be a source of you know many of the problems that. Carly and her team are trying to fight against and we haven't really seen much about them which is why you know the more that this series goes on again it, it kind of and now we're like four episodes in really and we you know we haven't seen a character from the GRC or like a head of or something you know representative that it, again you know this series is similar to one division that it feels like it's laying the groundwork for a lot of films or other series going yes. forward you know that they kind of like starting to introduce these new organizations, these new characters, these new moral quandaries and, and technologies within the serum and other things as well. Um, from, you know, like the Falcons, you know, pack to, uh, you know, the Winter Soldier's arm. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. there's so many kind of like um, ideas at play, really, in terms of round, you know, morality that, yeah, again, yeah, it, it feels like a start to, to a bigger picture, really. There feels like there's a lot of story to tell. Um, that it is, yeah. You very much. There, well, there's so many different elements. You got the power broker, who we have. We also is another person That's we haven't true. really yeah. seen much of, and it seems to be a very. It also seems to be. It, it is the power broker almost in charge of the flag smashers, not directly, but indirectly, in the sense that. They, the flag smashers have agreed to do something for the power broker now. And he gave them the power, right? Debt. Yeah. 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 So oh. it's, yeah, it's this, we're kind of unsure where that really sits. You then have the whole, I mean, this is the, the whole thing about this episode is completely different to the rest of the other episodes in the theme and the feel of it. It's very intense, very kind of dark. It's very, but it's very dark at the end. Um, yeah. But you have the Wakandans. Who are still obviously hunting down Zemo for obvious reasons. So we have his character really, you know, he's like secretly doing stuff for himself the whole entire way. He has an interesting chat with Sam Wilson's character about gods among us almost. And yeah. Sam Wilson's like, isn't the stuff you're saying, isn't that the type of stuff that gods say? Yeah. You know, it's very much like one to point a finger at others, but it's kind of 
being like a godlike character himself by wanting to make decisions yeah. for loads of other people to yeah, benefit everyone, his way. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So there's so many elements like going up, and we got. I was quite surprised by the quickness of the fall of John Walker's character from yeah. from like such a height. Someone when we start the series is seems very humble and has his partner talk to him before he goes out on stage, and it's all very like to serve America, America, and he goes, I understand. He obviously loses his friend yeah. uh, during battle, but even before that, he was kind of he was going that way anyway. Yeah, I mean, he'd he... already taken the serum before that had happened, so his character was already it already seemed to align to that path. Now I know this character very much seems like a character that we're not supposed to like because of the way his route's going, and if this character this character might not survive all six episodes <laughs> who knows yeah. what happened or this might be the lead up to obviously sam getting the shield which i think is the rightful place for it to go in my eyes but yeah you just kind of finish once again though long episodes 50 odd minutes yeah kind of finish this episode just go Whoa, yeah okay okay um that's 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 going to like it's it's all good it's okay. enjoyable but let's go into the next two episodes and just maybe have a tiny bit more of that old buddy cop thing going. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it, just for a little few more jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's interestingly, yeah. I mean, it, the, the, the kind of humour in, in this episode really... Zipped away. Yeah, it was, it was quite gone. It was mostly... I, and I think that's what made it so intense because there was, you know, besides... I mean, generally, you know, there is a lot of action, but there's a lot of kind of dialogue and and backstory as well um as you said like you know looking you know the episode starts with the wakandans um giving the winter soldier therapy already so you know that kind of moral questioning is already very obvious from the start um and yeah it's in, and again it's interesting with captain well with uh with uh johnny walker and his captain american yeah, I mean, it is quite funny how quickly he has fallen off the cliff in terms of, you know, uh, just, I mean, but of course, you know, that's the way that he was painted from the beginning, that he was so, he, he felt, as a Captain America, very entitled to information, and I don't know, he, it, it's like he didn't, it was like he, he was a kid, really, um, you know, too young to kind of really understand, you know, what he was getting into, and and. I mean, with with the Winter Soldier and, and and Falcon, I mean, they've been kind of, they've been there and done that, so they understand the difficulties of decisions that have to be made and stuff. And clearly, you know, with Johnny Walker, he's just uh, he doesn't understand that as well. I mean, even though they they keep painting the fact that he has this military background, but clearly that military background and the situation he's in now are so kind of different in terms of the the stakes and and the powers that be and and the way things are that it's. Uh, that he's out of his depth, really. Um, and it's kind of, it's interesting as well, because, you know, seeing him and the way he's kind of losing, like, you know, losing his, his, his head and, uh, and also like with that kind of contrast with how cool Sam is as well and, and how much more deserving he is of, of the shield and, and the moniker of Captain America, that I feel that it's, you know, maybe the series is trying to show something symbolically of like, you know, that if you try and keep the same, um, 
expectations or and you know and i'm kind of saying this in in regards to you know the fact that you know sam is is black and he had a kind of issue with uh and i was reading as well with the uh the creator of this show that he was talking about you know what if captain america was black you know and, and we see this with this isaiah bradley that he's essentially like a kind of black captain america figure who gets completely screwed over you know um forgotten about by the government and, and you know doesn't get any help and and you know, and then you have the new Johnny Walker, who's this all-American white superhero who everyone kind of expects, and he kind of expects the love and jubilation and and everything that goes with it, including you know information and and just everyone to respect him. And because he doesn't get that, it's it's like that kind of white entitlement that he's you know then getting very angry and and lashing out. And you know, so it's it's kind of an interesting picture that they're painting here. That it's uh, which is kind of taking in you know a lot of contemporary politics as well in the real world um and i, I think it's interesting it's, it's it, you know as i said it's it, the whole episode very much feels like a moral questioning um and you know even you know you know you've got johnny walker on one side and then you know there's that kind of scene where carly's in the graveyard with her um her you know french compatriot um <laughs> in the flag smashers and they're again they're kind of they're talking about you know, creating super soldiers and, and what that means and whether that's the right thing. And, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting because they're kind of, it, it's interesting because it, in terms of, if you think about the morality of it, you know, the whole time with Captain America, it's questioning whether he should take it uh, because, you know, it might make him beyond what he is uh, or like, you know, exaggerate the kind of bad things inside or whatever. But then, you know, on the Carly side, they're very much like, willing to make these kind of very amateur super soldiers and not really taking in those questions and so like whilst she's being painted as this moral good actually a lot of her decision making is actually quite extreme and just like you know actually quite tyrannical you know um but then also johnny walker is fairly tyrannical and you know um because of just his entitlement as well so it's oh so many things, man. So many questions. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always so many questions. They always leave us with so many questions. There, and there is so, like the decision making, like you said, it's just, it's all over the place. It's kind of all over the place. Nine times out of ten, Sam Wilson is straight down the line. and He's usually yeah. the one making the best decisions. I would love to see, what I would love to see is Sam Wilson become Captain America. I think that's a, that would be a brilliant fit for his character he's uh, perfectly set up for it but i wouldn't want him to take the serum but i would want i would love to, for um like the wakandans maybe to create some sort of suit like yeah. black panther has which can absorb um force yeah so he has some more protect because like as we've said captain america is set up to be in situations that not an everyday person, everyday soldier can deal with. Yeah. That's part and parcel of Captain America's survival over all these years. So I would love to see like an evolution of the Falcon suit, like a Falcon Captain America mismatch, which has like the ability to absorb. It's almost like Batman comes along as he's he's just an irregular guy, but he there's so many suit upgrades that definitely benefit over him over the time. Um, not so much ones that absorb force, but maybe they do. The Batman's probably had like a billion suits in the comics. Yeah. But um, 
Sam Wilson becomes Captain America as well in the comics, so it's definitely a way to go, which shouldn't be surprising to anyone. And he's, I just feel he's a perfect fit yeah. as a character going forward to be the new Captain America. So yeah, it's, and, it's mean, something I would love to see the series end with, or at, or at least if it doesn't end with, it sets up to be something going forward that is like the next thing that's going to happen. Definitely, and you know, it's so telling as well when when Zemo asks him whether he take the serum, and he's instantly like, no, like, God, why, why would I? Like, you crazy? And even he says like, oh, no pause, impressive, you know. Um, which goes to show, I mean, right away that <laughs> he is essentially the perfect guy for Captain America because Captain yeah. America is the sort of guy who would say no to that, even though he should take it and, and have it. Um, and yeah, you know, it, it's it's so... In- and it's interesting that you say that about the Wakandans and making a suit for him because that would be pretty cool. And it, yeah, actually, now that you kind of mentioned it, I mean, the way that they're playing in so much into this series and generally the Winter Soldier and the Captain America characters that... You know, maybe the arms like teeing that up, you know, because it would actually be pretty awesome as a new face sort of thing. And also like a newer kind of an evolved Captain America that, you know, he's um, and also, you know, and also the kind of, again, you know, the kind of race themes that you have in, in Black Panther and, and, you know, yeah, that whole thing kind of tying up as well, um, you know, with the kind of race themes in this one that I've kind of just, you know, that I was talking about earlier that it would be it would make sense that they would kind of, you know, collaborate on this kind of new greater captain black captain america you know um and actually that'd be you know it would be a, a nice you know i think it would be a good evolution for like kind of going forwards just to take the captain america character and also sam is a you know the falcon as a character himself because he's he's fun you know you, you want to see kind of more of him anthony mackie's a great actor as well um you know, the report, and also, you know, the report he has with the Winter Soldier, it's kind of, it's similar to, you know, it's becoming much more similar to Captain America in that, you know, they are quick becoming pretty, pretty great buds, you know. Um, and, you know, I mean, and we all want to see kind of more of the, the Saki brotherly comments as well. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see that kind of go. And, of course, you know, as I said, like the fact that, um, you know, Bucky and, well, slash Winter Soldiers had so much to do with the Wakandans in terms of his new arm and, and actually, that's a hint there where he, they've kind of created this arm as well. And so, mm. you know, he, he's, he's hanging out with the Falcon and, you know, maybe he'll get some stuff from the Wakandans too. So, yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah, I also love the move that removes his arm from his body. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of, you know, like Kill Bill, like the, the, <laughs> the yeah, yeah. point or something. Yeah, heart, the five point, yeah, yeah. The heart, heart, point, heart exploding, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of, like, doom, doom, doom. And his just, arm just drops to the floor. And he's like, yeah, didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> I'd be so annoyed if that was me. Like, God, factory reset. Like, damn it, how do I not know this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is it's like rebooting an iphone <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's like well you haven't got your arm now have you so yeah. let's see how good you really are <laughs> Did, and sam wilson's just like did you know it could do that it's like nope <laughs> <laughs> that's damn mccarnan's every time <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's, there's so many interesting things i see i i forget a lot happened in this episode because we obviously see uh bucky's kind of therapy right at the beginning with him talking to the recundants and uh, there's more to obviously Zemo's character as we know by seeing him in the Captain America Civil War so 
it, 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 he's just a messed up guy, weird messed up yeah. guy. Um, so going into, it'd be interesting to see the next. I, I feel they know how to do it. Marvel know how to do it in the sense they can keep the balance, and it would yeah. be good to see that balance restored for the final two episodes because I would love to. It's all right to have the intensity and everything like that. But as we've spoken before, we'd love to just have the little, a few more flickers of that comedy yeah. aspect as well, just flowing on because that is a really, that is a really enjoyable part about those two characters. Yeah, I feel that this episode maybe they had to make it darker in tone because, as we said, like all the moral kind of questions and um, that have appeared, and also you know ultimately with the death of Battlestar at the end of the episode. I mean. Mm. It's kind of, you know, the whole, you know, we were wondering if someone was going to get sacrificed with the storyline. And, you know, lo and behold, it's Battlestar, you know, who's, you know, Captain America's sidekick uh, and best friend. And I think, and also, you know, Captain America's voice of reason, really. I mean, you know, so many times he's, you know, been a kind of mirror or like, you know, a kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, but some, you know, someone that, Captain America would bounce all these kind of questions that he had rattling around in his head off and um you know and, and so that's the parallels that's the parallels between the characters as well because Sam Wilson loses his best friend in his army career as well in the yeah. battle but he still comes out yeah yeah exactly you know, on top on top you know in the sense of how he deals with the situation and moves forward yeah exactly better really from it and and again, you know, it's again quite interesting that you have that theme where he's kind of talking earlier, um, you know, when he wants to negotiate with Carly and he's talking that he has that background and, and, you know, it just goes to show how important those kind of voices of reason are in these like complicated situations. And, you know, once Captain America loses his, you know, quite tragically um, at the hands of a super soldier, I mean, that really is the point that he, he snaps, you know, and stains the shield with blood on a, on a flag smasher in quite, a, quite an intense ending isn't it yeah quite, uh, uh, quite yeah. gory in some ways it was quite intense and uh it was you know um very symbolic i felt um and not really surprising i mean we all felt that he was kind of a hot-headed guy and as soon as he got the serum in him i mean that really balled him over the edge uh so yeah it's uh, it's Darker episode, definitely out of the series. Um, let's but, see where they let's see where they take it in the next two, in the final yeah. two. And I have to say, what one thing as well that I've noticed in this episode, um, apart from the, it's very international, isn't it? This series that like every episode is, which kind of again reminds you of One Division that like we have each episode in like a very dedicated space. And yeah. what I've noticed in that in you know Falcon and Winter Soldier is that you know the first episode was in America, the second one was in Germany. They're Mandrapur, now we're in Latvia. I mean, they're really like globe trekking and, you know, walking around these sites and taking it all in and meeting the people and blowing things up. And <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's quite an interesting sort of, it, it's interesting how they're using these kind of locations as sets and, and to create these atmospheres and, uh, and also just to vary up the kind of design really throughout. So, yeah, interested to see where they go next, really, you know. They're showing that scale, that Marvel scale. That's it, yeah. <laughs> production in any country baby <laughs> we can do this we have the moolah
Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you. Thank <laughs> you.